It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, happy Wednesday, happy hump day, episode 414 of Coach Unplugged. I'm very excited to talk to Jared today. Um, Before we jump into what this podcast is going to be about, um, and the interview that we're going to have this week, I want to give a big shout out to Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine. I think they're going to be down at the Legends Clinic, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, great shooting machine, great people. Make sure you mention Coach Unplugged and you get $300 off your next purchase. That's the first thing. Second thing is um, make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. We tell our kids every day we want them to work on their craft. Um, the reason I started Teach Hoops is I wanted to help coaches. Um, when I'm when I'm doing these this intro right now, I just got off the phone for about four or five hours helping teachhoops.com members, one-on-one calls, office hours. They that is just standard with the membership. Um, if you have a question or you need help, I am here to help you make you better a better basketball coach. So make sure you go over and check that out. All right, we're going to talk to Jared. We're going to do an interview. It's going to be a two-parter today and tomorrow. Um, it's a great interview. Um, we're going to get to meet, um, at the legends clinic in September. I think it's the 14th that weekend. Um, if you have any, want any information on the clinic down below, it would be great. If you're there, we can sit, we can talk, we can have lunch together. We can communicate. I'm sure all the coaches will feel the same way. Um, we're here to serve and help all of you. So if you're anywhere in the South and can get in a car, come on over to the clinic. Um, I do not think you'd be disappointed. So let's head off to the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I am I'm so so pronounce your name for me, Coach. I, I, I did it in my head a couple times. I want to make sure I got right. It is Jared. Jared Hunsiker. So instead of Jared, just a T instead of a D, then Hunsiker. I love that. I don't I, I mean I've taught for 30 years. I don't know if I've seen that spelling. That's very it's unique. Very rare. Very rare. Yeah. So the, I I was kidding. I was talking to somebody else new in a podcast and he had a very common name, just like mine. And it's like when you, whenever you do a mortgage or anything, you got to verify that you're not like the 83 Steve Collinses that have been crooks and stolen. You probably don't have a lot of those in the country. We have to no. verify. <laughs> 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 um, 
So, Coach, I want you what what I want you to do first is just kind of introduce yourself, kind of tell us about your basketball journey, um, kind of maybe teaching too a little bit, but maybe you know where we where we got to the point where your coaching career kind of took off and all that kind of stuff, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Um, again, I, I graduated uh, high school in Northeast Missouri, Clark County, in 1996, and then kind of. Um, up there around Clark County, I, I coached a little bit of Clark County and Scotland County for a number of years, up until about 2012. But really, my career kind of took off when I moved down to mid-Missouri, down to Boonville, uh, which is just west of Columbia, about 20 miles on I-7. Okay. A great location, right between, like I said, right between St. Louis and Kansas City. It's a great location. Okay. And um, I coached the varsity girls there. Um, this just finished up my seventh year. Have won a you know a handful of conference titles, uh, I believe around four district titles, and had the privilege to uh, make it to the quarterfinals a couple of times and actually make it to the final four, which was the first time for Boonville since I believe '78. Um, and we were 30 and one. We lost a semifinal game to a team out of St. Louis, Cardinal Ritter, uh, and then we ended up winning the uh, the third place game. So we ended up 30 and one on the season. So they play and, third uh, place. Wisconsin doesn't do third place anymore. Um, yeah, I think, I think Iowa's the same way. I believe. I think they played the. Uh, if you lose a semifinal game, you're pretty much done. Yeah, so, I, I I like that third. I mean, it would it would be interesting. I don't know. I mean, it's you're so close though. It's so it, hard. <laughs> and, and we were undefeated up until that time, and actually had in the first half had a 16 point lead. They oh. went on a five over. They went on a five over run right before half. So momentum kind of shifted. But the yeah. question, coach, is would you rather have the the next game, like the next day we turn around, quick turnaround, and end up winning. So we end up finishing the season on a win, or would you rather play for the state championship and lose the last game? I've had coaches kind of debate that a little bit. That is an interesting – That's first of all, I always – so we have five We have five divisions. So there's only five happy coaches and boys and five yeah. and girls. Because um, I say, if you, only, if you only worry about whether your last game's a win, you're going to be unhappy an awful lot in your career. Sure. Um, that's interesting. I personally think that, so. I've won three and lost four in the finals. So been wow. final seven times. <sighs> Losing in the finals is you're so close. But you, at least at least you get to say you played for a state championship. Yeah, I, mean, know, be, I know. I know. The, the, the first time. So I'm going to tell you my first. The the team I wish I so I. I've coached for 30 years. The team I wish I could go back to is my undefeated team. and We lost in the state finals. I had three Mr. Basketballs. One of them was Wesley Matthews, who's yeah. now Huck. And, yes. and that, that team, oh, we were so close. Um, Wesley broke his hand in the semis. That's the one. And I wasn't experienced enough. So that, I always blame myself on oh, that, that first one. Um, Ooh, I guess I'd probably take the the silvers get better as you get older. The sure. <laughs> so I'd probably take getting to the finals <laughs> and losing. But I it's don't know. That would something be you've never you've never really had to think about because, like I said, you guys don't have a third place game. So. Yeah, we don't have that. That yeah, and I and I've tried that. I've tried to get our state to add more games. I've tried to get them two venues. I've tried. I said. Uh, and you know, it's just the more experiences you can give kids, probably the better. So I would probably say yes on that, on that, on that. Uh, well, I'll tell you, in ours was we lost on a Thursday, I believe. So we turned around, and played our third place game on a Friday. So it didn't give us a whole lot of time to. 
and we couldn't dwell on it. I mean, we had to turn around the next day and little time to prepare and go, and everybody into the season on a like I say a happy note, like a positive. Right. Yeah. And then do they do they play that next game right after yours? Then. Um. They did later on. Well, it was no, they didn't. They played it the next day because the next it's day, almost okay. like the like the, the losing side of the bracket was played on a Friday. Saturday was championship day. Do you do you get to in Missouri? Do you get to get on the on the floor before the tournament starts? You can walk on it. You cannot practice on it. So we had the chance to go at Mizzou okay. Arena, which is fairly new. Yep. We played on a practice court, but we could go on it, but we could not practice on it. But the semifinal game was actually played at the old Hearn State. Hearns Arena, which is just right across the street. Right. And there they use it for volleyball. So it was actually set up as a volleyball court. So they um the the lines and stuff kind of mess with you. So we went over there the day before and at least let the girls walk on it. Right. Just so they kind of identified the the thicker lines and Yeah, I, I um we used to we used to be in Wisconsin used to be able to practice for like a half hour the Wednesday before the tournament started. Yep. And it was reverse order of how far you were from the Cole Center. So you would um, it would be obviously the closest, Madison yeah. the closest. So we would practice and we'd go have breakfast and I'd send the kids back to school. But some of my fondest memories and some of my – I still – everybody's happy because he made it to the state tournament. Mm-hmm. Every kid gets to get on the floor, you know, gets to shoot on the floor, gets, you know, that time. I, oh, I wish we'd bring that back. I wish every state did that. I have pictures of my son who's going to be a senior, of him with a little guy. You know, it was like sure. those were some of the fondest memories I have of the whole thing, more than even winning it. Mm-hmm. So I would I, – any, any state that can do that, and, again, it's trying to get on that because the big boys need it for their, for their money. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, – all right, so – Let's talk about let's talk about your coaching philosophy first. I always like starting with that. So, could you summarize for the coaches listening? What what's your philosophy? Do you have a philosophy? Yeah, I mean, I I think over the last couple of years, I've done a good job of coming up with like uh like pillars, like just stand. Okay. And I've come up with three, and that is we like to take and like push the ball quickly in transition. We get the ball out quick, push up the sideline, try to get something, you know, a good shot. We're not one of those. You know, how, okay, so I'm going to stop you for a second because we're sure. doing that with this year's group a little bit with mine. So I'm going to pick your brain for a second before we go on. So is there something you do in practice that allows you to get – I'm telling them there's no – once my point guard gets it, it's one dribble and then it better be out of your hand and up. Yeah, we do a lot more. Though. We do those cycle drills you know, where okay. we put uh, so much time. Uh, there's really two drills we, we do for just more like five on the – and that okay. is, we'll do the, the typical cycle drill. They have 30, 35 seconds to take and each of them get a shot. Yep. And then we'll do one we call MEB transition. Uh, Midwest Elite Basketball holds these camps at times. And I learned it from them where we'll do the same thing, but you get points. And like, let's say we have three groups. When one of them goes through the five cycles, the next one starts in right behind them. And we'll put about 10 minutes on the clock trying to rack up as many points as we can. And, oh, so um, does a three count as a three and a one count? Yeah, I mean, yeah, a two, yeah. yeah so no a guard could take it if they, if they want to go in for a layup, they can. If they want to, you know, shoot a three. Ooh, if we I like that. Pass, I've never – oh, my God, new dog. Yeah, so, dog so learns about, the trick. Like on the, on the fifth trip, when they're going down, we go ahead, and when they get to about half court, we're starting the next group behind them. So they – once they oh, shoot – So you don't have you, – you have one group go, stop, then, then, they, then they run around, then the, as soon as that – Well, the next – with five with five trips, they'll stop stop on one end, 
So the next group will go five trips and they'll, you know, so one group goes right after the other one. So you, you don't have them go one group, next group, next group. They do their five groups or five sets again. No, they'll go, we'll go three groups, one after the other one. Okay. And, and, then, and then the first group. But you do it for 10 group, minutes? We'll go 10 minutes. So once that third group goes, the first group go ahead. Once the third group shoots that last shot, the first group's going the other way. And so it's a continuous Ooh, I like trip. That. Trips. You can do that for 10 minutes? 10 minutes. Eight to 10, depending on what I allow for the, um, uh, you know, for that time and stuff. But uh, it's a good, especially with three groups, because you're talking, you know, you're talking 30, 35 seconds. So once you get out, you have about a minute or so rest until you go again. So you're only probably getting what, about seven or eight time, you know, trips through, I guess. So, okay. Um, so then I'm misinterpreting it. So let's say here you have group one, group two, group three, group one goes down and scores. Correct. Group one will go down, back, down, back, okay, down. That's what, that's what I was, that's I, I thought group one would go and then group two. No, 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 no. Group three no, would go, go and then they yeah, come back. Okay. Okay. They do their cycle. Okay. Yeah. They do the whole cycle, all three right. groups. Then I got and it. then group one will start in and there's no break. I mean, it's just right when that third group shoots that last layup or shot on the cycle, one's bringing the ball back the other way and everybody's, you know. Yeah. So they get their, they get their rest. They're, yeah. they're getting their rest there. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Okay, yep. I was going, holy cow, if they go for 10 minutes, I want yeah. to do a program. It'd be, so, it'd be like, boom, 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 boom. It'd be like, it'd be crazy. No. So okay, we so, do that. Yep. So, so the transition where we're, like I said, our three pillars, we talk about transition quickly. Okay. Trying to get something easy in transition. Uh, disruptive defense. I mean, that's why we do our, you know, what we're kind of, our identity is our one two two ball press. And that's why I'm going down to Georgia. Yep. I've done the, uh, the podcast with Kevin. Yeah. Um, so we try to disrupt as much as we can because we, we do something different than most people do is we press uh, makes and misses. So we're constantly, up, you know, putting some type of pressure. Okay. Another side note. Oh, my God. This yeah. is like perfect. So and, how do you how do you. OK, so let's before we go into the third. Yeah. Pillar, so how do we dive? How do you teach the make miss? Because I've tried it and I've been semi successful. and I've even done left and right sides. Mm hmm. <laughs> where the first initial entry pass goes, do different things. So how do you teach it so that well, on a, it's like, a program thing and you, they just know it or? Yeah, it is. It is. And, okay. you know, like I say, it's, a, it's pretty much a one, two, two aggressive trapping zone. So okay. and it, it starts, our base is usually it's three quarter court. So on a miss, and we label ours, like the top of the press is our one. Then we have our twos and then our backs, our posts usually are our threes. So okay. the one's job on a miss, if we don't get it, you know, our one's job is to slow it down. The others are running back to the middle of the floor because, again, with the, any type of press, zone press, you want the ball to go on the outside, not through the middle. Right. So they're getting back. The twos go as far back as they need to until the threes get by them, and then they come up. So most, te- most times we'll, we'll start our press three-quarter court, and then there's times where we might not get into it. Um, you know, if, if a team throws a quick out or something, it might be more like a half court. Okay. Right when they come across, we might get into it. But it, we do a lot of it through. We scrimmage quite a bit. Okay. Um, and then just certain drills we'll do um, where we basically and, – and, again, with girls basketball, probably a little bit different than, than boys, you know, with, with the men and the boys where you can get into it a little bit quicker. Okay. You know, girls can't – that's what's great about it. Girls can't throw the, the passes that a lot of the guys can throw. They, they can't throw those. No. They can't throw those long ones. Yeah. No. The game, that's, where the game, that's where the game is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I personally like the girls' game. I think it's a little bit more pure, and, you know. Well, people – I'll bring it up a lot of times about where, you know, 
people want to watch. I, I, I like NBA's fine. The college with the men's fine. NBA, you know what NBA is? NBA is good for looking for isolations, how yeah. people read screens, how they – they are so yeah. footwork minuscule. It is perfect for that. And yeah. and I like watching college just for the – especially come March, just for sure enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes the best – like WNBA is very fundamental. Very, You know, they, some of the things that you guys run at the high school, you kind of get more from watching them than you can. Right. Other. They, they do more of the stuff that we do. They yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You don't see a lot of pressure at the collegiate level. They're too yeah. good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Too good, yeah. All right, then what's the third pillar? Uh, third thing, offensively, we try to take and we're constantly trying to attack. Now, we run a – I don't want to say it's an old Bobby Knight type screening and cutting motion, um, but it's uh, – you know, Everybody, I hope you're enjoying that. If you'd like to help us out over at ttroops.com, you can do that by a couple ways. You can go over and subscribe and like. You can leave us a review. We would really appreciate that. Our downloads, our, our subscriptions do matter to us, and I read every one of them. Also, you could go over and make a commitment to your coach, and you could say, I'm going to become a better coach. I'm going to join this community for six months, for a year. I am going to figure out what it's going to take to become a high-level coach. Um, I'm going to use the blueprint that Coach Collins has laid out, but I'm also going to join the community and see what it's going to take to go to that next level, to win more games, to deal with those parents, to deal with the kids that won't work hard. We're here to help. Um, and I think, I do not think you'll be disappointed. Go over and check it out. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Um, but it's, uh, you know, we, we've kind of incorporated the dribble drive off of, you know, ball movement, getting that ball moving, you know, passing the cutting. I know you run a lot of read and react and stuff just by listening to some of the podcasts and stuff over the last yeah. year um, yeah. where we, we tried doing that, but we, I always kind of go back to running some type of screen action, down screen, and I give them a couple. You, know, you can do a couple things off the down screen, uh, so we don't have to we don't have to practice it as much. I guess it's just kind of you know just kind of work on it as we go, um, and then that ball movement stuff will kind of set up the uh, the dribble drive and everything. So it's for that. Just we just want to attack. Your girls can <laughs> part of the reason we haven't run dribble drive is our guys can't dribble very well. Sure. Now we have guys that can this year, so we're doing some. Mm-hmm. You know, I, again, what I tell the young coaches, you got to pivot a little bit. You got to change with the times. You know, I would old sure. school used to run flex. Hell, mm-hmm. um, you yeah. know, so you, things change. But you know, we I wouldn't say we're 100 percent read and react. We'll we'll run some we'll run some Virginia stuff. It's not mover blocker, but some high yeah. low because I got now I got some bigs. I got some big boys coming through. Mm-hmm. So I got to adjust to to that as far as offensively. And, and I'm not much of a set guy. I mean, I might have a couple just quick little quick hitters, you know, like maybe a stagger double away or something in transition. Right. We will put in a flex, but it's more of the um, no down screen. You know, right when you set that flex screen, you sprint up. Like when I make that guard to guard pass, I will flare off to the, the, the backside wing. And then when you set the flex screen, you sprint up to the elbow, you know, and it kind of opens it up a little bit. And we, the only reason we run that is more of just structure. A I delay. guess. Or, you can use that as a delay. delay a little so, you bit. Know, you had that six or eight point lead. With a couple minutes left, layups only, I think. So. Right, and you can just grind that if you need to, if you're good yeah. at it. Um, yeah. how do you hey, hey, hey. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go so ahead. With, with something like that, you know you, you know how it is. You, especially with girls' basketball sometimes, you run it long enough, somebody's going to have to guard that back screen, and somebody's going to do a poor job of helping, and then you're going to get a layup every so often. So. So, so here's what I would do. I've never seen your team. I'll, just, I'll, take, I'll take one of your rival teams that's – equal to you if you're setting all those ball screens i double you because i'm not sure girls can roll and pass well, we out of that double screen we'll set more like down screen stuff down we don't really screen. do you don't set ball yeah. screens okay not a lot of ball screens 
Yeah, so, and I've heard you talk about that. And, and you're right, though. I've heard you talk on previous podcasts about the uh, the ball screen, and coaches don't. I know for a fact coaches don't take and work on that stuff as much as they probably wish they sure. could. Or they we don't have the time, and we don't have the time to be honest. Yeah. With you. It's like. You know, it's well. I was I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were just we were we used one of our contact days, and we were talking about um, screening with the guys. And it's like, read the screen. I mean, you got to slow down and read where your guy. If he's following you, then curl. If he's yeah. if he's cheating, you got to. They don't. They just want to go. It's like this. Yeah. And our girls have a, a tendency to do that. And usually, like early, like even like the summer, I'll say, hey, you can either reject it, or like back cut it, curl it, or straight cut. You can you know, do one of those. Right. You know, and then eventually over time, cause you know how sometimes with motion and stuff, it just takes time. It gets better with time and stuff. It does. It and does. then eventually we'll get you learning, you know, how to read when you come off the well, screen. I, well, last night when I was doing it with them is basically I was telling them to rub. I said, you should, you can't follow your own guy. Like if you're curling, you should almost hit your friend's shoulders. Like that's yeah. how close you should be. Because mm-hmm. then what's the guy doing? If he's trailing you, you're going to get a layup. Yes. You, know, you get the aha moments from them. Um, mm-hmm. How do you, how do you practice plan? Um, you mean like time put into a practice plan or like, that, that's about as open-ended as a question yeah. I could ask you. And I'm wondering, probably spends a little bit more time working on a practice plan than others. It just seems like I'm all, I'm constantly up until the time we have practice going over it. But when it comes to the plan in general, usually everything we do kind of goes back to those three pillars. I, I, you know, I, you look at your drills and you want to make sure they take in, um, you know, if we're doing something, it, it's meaningful. You know, we're not doing just doing something just to, to do something. It's going to basically be something that's going to help our, our one, two, two ball press, some type of transition drill, some type of, you know, um, the last few years, we've tried to do a lot more short sided games, um, you know, compared to just like typical shooting and stuff, yep. but um, just to kind of get that competitiveness and, and everything with them. But, so shooters we, we try to made, do, shooters are made in the off season, man. I'm telling you, they are. And, and, and here we have, I know you, you guys do a lot with the, um, um, oh, the machine. The, um, oh, Dr. Dish. Yes. You got Dr. Dish. We have the, we have one of the newer guns. Okay. Bench, you know, where with the computer and stuff where, and the girls have really done a good job. And, and we, we usually get it out, you know, we, the machine before school or in the summer and stuff. So we get it, we get it out quite a bit, but we try not to, I don't want to say waste time because shooting, you know, it, you have to shoot in order to, I mean, you got to be able to shoot in order to, no we, matter what offense you, yeah, you run. Yeah. Um, but so everything we do, we try to divide it up into, you know, we'll start off by kind of getting loosened up and then we go right in our, tra- we do our transition stuff usually at the beginning. Uh, just kind of. And, and why is that? Why is that? That's, a, that's. I think it just kind of get the, uh, the blood flow and stuff. I think it's, okay. you know, I, I think the girls, they really like doing some of the transition drills and even if it's just the basic, you know, 11 man breaks or, or three on three full court just to kind of get them going. And I think I, I've always, I've done that for 20 years. So I, I, the reason I asked is I wanted to see what your response was. I do it because they've had a long day. I've had a long day. They want yeah. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if and, I come and work on our pack line defense, they're going to look at me like I'm from Mars. You know, they, they've had a long day too. So what they, I'm saying yeah. that gets them, that gets them kind of interested in practice. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. Then, and, and then since, and plus transition is important to us. So I want to let them know that, if we're doing this right at the beginning because it is important with our pillars and what we do. And then we usually go right into, uh, right into our defensive segment. And again, okay. I'm with our one, two, two, it's, it's different. We do, we probably spend, you know, out of two hour practice, probably 45 minutes on it. 
But at the same time we're working on it, we're working on our press offense. We're working on our zone offense. So we're getting a couple things done right. uh, during that, that segment. And then we'll go into some type of you know, short-sided game, skill development type stuff, just um, you know, finishing you know, different things there. And then we'll finish up with maybe some scrimmage or some situational type things towards the end. Yeah, so so you said earlier that you're not into like quick – I call them quick hitters, but, you know, plays to, to score. Do you spend time on situational stuff? Uh, we'll, we'll take and spend time like on, you know, teams down by so many points with so much time left or uh, an out-of-bounds players. You know, it's simple, you know, okay. different things like that. And you'll see like with us, you know, it comes down to, you know, people in the stands probably wondering why don't we run certain things to you know, we're lucky here to have a few weapons on the floor where I just kind of let them play. You know, right. a, you know, we might we might call like a fist or like a high ball screen or something, just play out a bit or one four low or something. But um, end of a clock, we just we'll work the clock down to the last eight or so seconds, and then we go with it and just kind of create. You know, because I, I know we're down around here. You know, teams are going to prepare, right. and if you're running the same stuff, they're going to have you scouted, and they're going to. I'd rather throw them something where they're they don't really know what's coming type type thing, but. Um, so, yeah, we, we don't do set plays and stuff. We'll have a few in our back pocket, but um, I just like letting them go. I mean, Let them go. So you won't call a timeout tied with, tied with 30 uh, seconds to go? I wouldn't say – I don't want to say I wouldn't. I could pro- <laughs> But I think, you know, get the ball on the person. In the, I, I don't want to – I guess I'm – I don't want to say I'm like a little bit like Roy Williams where he just lets them play, but I'd say I'm a little bit where I don't want to call the timeout and let them set up a, you know, they might switch a defense or something. I know. I, I, I'm like in, you. Let it, let's get the ball in the, yeah, yeah, get the ball in the, per, the right person's hand and let them make a play and, and kind of see what happens, happens yeah. there. I like that too. I mean, that's just, that, that, that's kind of my theory. It's like, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Now, if you, you know, cause they'll, you know, they're going to try to counter what I'm doing. You know, if I, they, if they don't have a timeout and they don't have the ball, they can't, they can't counter. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can counter something. Um, what would you tell your younger self? Um, I said, that's a good question. You know, take and, you know, when I first started coaching, don't try to be, you know, be yourself a little bit. Don't try to take and, you know, be somebody that you're not or try to coach, you know, you know, if you're, you know, I can be intense. I've probably mellowed over the years. <laughs> I think we've um, all mellowed. Yes. I, just, I just, I just, you know, I've been doing varsity for about 14, 15 years. I'm only 41, but I was a lot more intense probably back in, you know, 10 years ago than I am now. Um, but I, I say just do what you do. Don't try to take, you know, you go to clinics and stuff. And I, and I like going to clinics. I love going to clinics. I love networking. I like I like seeing what other coaches do. But, you know, a lot of times you see some, them run something and it might not fit your team. You know, I, I see a lot right. of coaches try to, try to run something that doesn't fit their team. You know, know your personnel. Like I said, just be who you are type thing. And then also um, – Take in, like I say, network. Get to know other coaches. Listen to podcasts. You know, Steve, I've taken in with your – this is – I think this is great that I'm actually on, you know, your <laughs> podcast. But I've been listening you went for a year or so. I've been listening. Every time I go out and walk, every time I go out, and this is what I listen to. I listen awesome. to podcasts. When I, well, I appreciate that. I'm, yeah. I, I'm sometimes wondering if I'm sitting here like, is, is this no. just going on? But yeah. I, had, yeah, I had some woman from Australia. or Actually, you know, I had one from the Antarctica, which was like – I told my son, come here and look at this. It's like, that's crazy. It's like, are you kidding me? The ant, I mean, they play, I mean, I guess they play basketball in the Antarctica, but mm-hmm. um, no, I mean, what I tell people about those clinics, too, I love them from a standpoint of like, literally that I, I'm going to use one of your cycle things. I'm just looking for a golden nugget. I'm not yeah. changing 
Terminology that's something, yes. It's that little thing. It's like, ooh, I can use that. What I tell young coaches, and this is, I truly believe this, is there's only one Coach K. There's only, you know, one Roy Williams. Don't try to be something that you're not. Find something you're good. Find something you're, you feel good about. I was talking to one of my assistant coaches. We were talking about some pressure stuff that we were thinking of doing. And I won't say it. I won't say it on the podcast because some of you might be listening. But I go, I feel really comfortable with X because we were talking about possibly running Y. And he goes, well, Steve, we should run X. If you feel more comfortable with it, let's do that. They're very similar as far as the type of sure. pressure. Do what you feel comfortable doing. Yeah. And then if you want to try something, you better become you know, an expert at it. But it takes yeah. time for yeah. sure. So, so definitely, yeah, be yourself. Don't, be, don't try to imitate somebody else. But then also, it's kind of like education. You know, we're always trying to make ourselves a better you know, teacher right. and educator. Same thing with coaching. Don't, when you first start off, and I told Kevin this when I did his podcast, I said my advice would be you know, don't think you know everything. You know, take in. I don't know anything. I, yeah. I, I feel like I know less as the years go on rather than more. <laughs> and, and, with, and with the clinics, you're talking about clinics. You guys do many like uh, round tables up there, like where you have coaches just sit around. No, no one trusts anybody. That's one of the reasons I started teach hoops. No one trusts anybody. Like, and that's crazy because we went over, there's a, in West Central or Western Illinois at Carrollton, uh, Jeff Crumwood, he does a great, I mean, there's probably about 40 or 50 coaches. That's they pay awesome. a fee. They pay a fee. They sit around in a in the back of a um, restaurant. Basically, the tabletops are whiteboards, and you basically have your. They give you an expo marker, and you basically just sit there and X and O it. And they'll you know like over here we're talking zone offense. Over there they're talking out of bounds plays. And I like when I was you know earlier I'd go to those things because I'd use them as scouting reports. You know I'd take and basically show them my my defense and kind of see how they would take an attack right. it, and then I could go back and kind of. Use that as that's a great idea. But I love round tables. I love round tables. Probably I love plenty. Well, and John John Carrier runs one up in uh, Minneapolis, mm-hmm. the Twin Cities. It's awesome too. He runs round tables. Um, no, I, I mean I've tried it a couple times, and no one. I might do one of the. I might do that online. I'm thinking that that's that's an interesting because I do like I do. Yeah, I mean you could if you what? see look at all the books I have in the back. You know, it's like well, I love. That's what we need to do down in Georgia. On that Saturday night or something, get all the coaches together. They're sticking around, and do some type of. Yeah, we can do that. I'm, I'm flying. I'm, I'm, I'm flying in late Thursday because I told my wife she gets a day on Friday. But we, if people are in even on late, I know some of them are going golfing. I don't golf. I don't either. I, I mean, I used to. <laughs> but if people are in on Friday too, even late Friday, we could get together. That would be awesome. I'd love to do that. Yeah, we're driving it. I tell you, we're we're driving oh. the forward. <laughs> I'm not driving. I'm too old. I, <laughs> That's a little bit farther for you guys. Well, here's the funny thing. I took my son. Uh, yeah, I'm a big PGC guy. I, I should get a kickback from Mono. But anyway, um, it's a great clinic. Chad's an awesome guy. Tyler, they're awesome. Anyway, so I took my son to the grad school in Columbus, which is about, you know, I don't know, 500 miles from here mm-hmm. to, to Columbus. No problem. Took one of my players. One of my players got a concussion two hours into it. Oh, wow. So, so ha- I can tell you halfway between Madison and Columbus is West Lafayette because I met mom the next day. So I literally drove like 1,500 miles in like a week. Because <laughs> it, It's like, I'm not going to leave that poor kid. He's got a concussion. It's like, yeah. I told the mom, I said, we're not putting him on a plane either. So meet me halfway and I'll hand him off to you. Um, but, oh, it was like, <laughs> yeah. I love driving too. I drive out east every summer. I mean, in another month or so, I'll be driving out east. Um. So let's dive in. Is there one moment, is there one coaching moment 
either a success or a failure that a coach that's listening to in the Antarctica uh, would could could learn from. I've had many of them, but well, so one coaching one that eh. one coaching uh, one that we could dive into that would be helpful for the audience. It can be a positive. It can be a, it can be a success. It can be a failure. It can be something that I call them aha moments. Yeah. Coach, I think dealing with girls, it's basically getting them, you know, it's, it's kind of going like going back to the, the semifinal game, you know, where you take and we thought we were the better team and probably should have won. And knowing that you had a game the next day, how to kind of rally the troops a little bit and get them refocused in a short amount of time to take and, um, uh, you know, prepare and get ready and, and make it a more of a positive type thing by the next day. I mean, and that might not be the answer you're kind of looking for. I mean, that's just kind of the one that's, kind of coming to me no. real quick, you know, especially no hey everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you subscribe and like, leave a review. We really do appreciate those. And I read every one of them. Also make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. You know, prices are going to be going up. Um, we just added some new courses. We're going to be changing our pricing. Um, the, the free trial is going to be going away. So make sure you go over and check it out. Um, and let me know if you have any questions. If you have any questions about anything, I'm here to, to serve and help you. So steve at ttroops.com. Um, but I would put our community against any other community out there. It is, it is one-stop shopping for basketball coaches. All right. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.